All right, welcome to seminar episode 68. I'm the director, uh, Paul Brugman, and with me I have Dave Morgan. Hello. And Ashley Robinson. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. So now we are into this episode, and Alice is mad because reasons. <laughs> um, let's see, we have Dan Foster coming back as a student, and then Catherine Pride as Alice. Um, so yeah, there's these things, and um, he he's detecting an anomaly, and that means... Lots of work for Paul. Um, <laughs> Isn't that how it always is? Always, especially when Colin's writing. Um, <laughs> so there's a gravity shift, and everything goes to hell, and Paul's computer slows down. and But it's great, and I believe that this is Colin's last episode as writer. I think so, yes. His next next episode uh, is the original seminar team, uh, Jeffrey and Cat, Cat Pride, um, making their comeback. Um, thank you, Colin. So now we have... Yes, thank you so much, Colin, for, for all the work you've done getting seminar back on track and interesting, and good luck with your future endeavors. And... Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Um, we just had Bruce Busby as the master control program uh, as well, making his. He's coming back as well from ep- episodes and episodes ago. Must have been ten to ten or twelve episodes. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was even before the current storyline. It was a flashback of an episode that he appeared in. Um, so. Yeah, I I've always liked Bruce's Bruce's voice coming coming into these episodes. He's a really good uh, announcery type voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works well for this too. Mhm. And he he seems to be malfunctioning or something. Something is happening. Something is happening. Dun dun dun. <laughs> All right, Dave. Do right, you want to Paul. talk about your little thingy-majiggy here? Well, uh, this is uh, Looking for Freedom, which is uh, named after the David Hasselhoff song, um, because I'm weird <laughs> like that. And I kind of got the idea from this. Um, I, was at a, I was at a party feeling awkward as usual, and so I was hanging out watching the fish tank and kind of wondering, you know, what goes through the fish's mind? What are they thinking when they're in there? Do they just swim around waiting for food, or do they just really want to get out of there and... Explore. Are they are they aware of what the world is around them, and so it kind of came out of that. And um, okay. also, when I when I was young, we we had fish tank, and every now and then we would have one that would jump out, and unfortunately, we'd usually find it later. And um, <laughs> it didn't have such a happy ending. Um, but uh, near did this episode. Uh, originally, I originally uh, had him escaping and getting found and flushed. Oh, freedom. <laughs> so so yeah, he lived. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not sure if it was for the better or not. Um, right, right. And the uh, names of the, the uh, fish, Oscar and Molly, those are two types of fish. So. Oh, cool. I was just like, oh, that's a little silly joke there. Um, and I love Russell Gold here. He's, he's got a great voice. Um, yeah. We've had him on the Kingery a couple of times, and I've heard him in other things. So he's got a really distinctive voice. Lauren, uh, I'm not familiar with her. Uh, I, yeah, work. I've not seen her before, but so, I was... Uh, so yeah, welcome aboard. They have been in previously, but I wasn't 
you weren't around for that. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. But I yeah, I like her a lot, and uh, they they have really good chemistry. Yes, they do. And um, when I was writing this, uh, actually, the voices in my head reading the dialogue were Jeffrey and Susan, in oh, okay. you know, like, from Quip. So yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was like, that's kind of where that kind of helped drive it a little, even though they're not in it. They still kind of the, that banter kind of drove it back and forth. Sure. And yeah, the, it kind of reminds me of the one he wrote yeah. uh, a, a few episodes ago about the hummingbirds. Yeah, that's that's why some changes had to be made because it was a little too similar. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Like, okay, uh, yeah, we don't want to make it that similar because I had the mom and the daughter showing up every uh, at the end as well. And, okay. And then we were like, yeah, let's maybe dial that part back just a little bit and just focus on the fish. I also had it where you didn't, where I was trying to hide that they were fish, but. Pretty freaking obvious from the dialogue there, fish. <laughs> Even though I didn't have some of the stuff in there, it was still fairly obvious. It was like, well, why bother with the mystery? They're fish, they're in the water, they're swimming. It's finding Nemo without a little Nemo fish. Right. <laughs> I think it makes it a little more charming yeah. um, with them being fish from the get-go. Yeah, just do it straightforward. Yep. Anthropomorphized fish. Yep. And um, just as a... As a small note, when they, whenever they talk, I've got bubbles floating up yes. from their mouth. Yes, I heard that. That's cute. And you can hear it. You can hear it pan from either side. And then whenever, whenever uh, Oscar's, you know, uh, what are you making a run for it? No, um, sorry, sw- sw- swimming back and forth. Yeah, you hear the little swishes. Um, yeah, the little swishes. And uh, that's I got that from Finding Nemo. Yeah, the, the sound effects. <laughs> um, because they they had the little. Yeah. Sound effects in there sometimes. And I apologize if I made it difficult by so including what? watery sounds. <laughs> water sounds aren't terrible, but then when they're underwater water yeah. sounds, <laughs> a little different, yeah. A little different, yeah. But it, it, footsteps you're having to find and pan carefully and edit carefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We see every character everywhere to just float wherever they are and not bump into anything. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was really it was a really fun um, challenge for me. It it wasn't hard necessarily. It was just time consuming because I did have as a artistic um, thing. I did the bubbles when I didn't have to, and I did so it wasn't even you know. You were giving yourself work. Right. I understand yeah. that. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. I, I like the um, backwards swoosh out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is okay. Silence. Good luck out there. Oh, I love, I love that he's still like out of breath, um, even yeah. though he's don't, he's he's don't breathe, you know, suffocating. So he's trying right, to get as right. much air in as he can. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he does hysterical well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, okay, he's got... Okay, the first episode I ever directed, he was in, and he was great. Mm-hmm. And then this one is way different than that. And then even um, more in the future, I think it's the next episode, he has even a, a more different character. And so it just shows his, his diversity. Very and what he can, Yeah. Well, we love having him around whenever we can get oh, him. Oh, for sure. I know we've had him yeah. on Kingery a couple of times. So. Yep. There's something else I have to do. <laughs> this is great. And that's why she sent me back. Something. This is kind of I like how you hear about all the near-death experiences people have about messages from the other side. So. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that a little bit here to wrap it up. 
Mm-hmm. And it would almost be kind of interesting to kind of go back after a while and see where this is taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to do that. What could that possibly be? I don't know. Yeah, he's great. How many? How many other fish are in the tank? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I never really saw. At one point, there were two others, and uh, there's more than that, obviously. I, I pictured a fairly good-sized tank with lots of fish, but um, yeah, I ended up just being paired down to these two characters that worked best, I think. Perfect. Well done, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Yay. <laughs> And then we get to the a darker side of Semidar. I do like how um, we kind of been switching back from back and forth from darker stories to lighter stories, and you know this one's a, more, a bit more whimsical. Where last episode was a bit more um, <clears throat> emotional, and yeah, even the one before that was a little bit more emotional. But then we get these really nice whimsical and fun magical stories in this episode very nice nothing awaits you then I will have learned the answer finally and then yeah I don't I don't know if it came across in audio but what's happening is the master control program is kind of shifting gravity so she's going back and forth from from wall to ceiling to so it's kind of like that scene from inception where yes. Arthur is in the in the hallway in the in the hotel and it's just rotating and he's fighting the guy and um, just being thrown back and forth. Yeah, I thought that turned out well. Yeah. Okay, good. And I actually watched that uh, that scene a few times to get inspiration. Fun scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the music is very much. I wouldn't say inspired because I, I didn't write it, but um, it, I looked for something that sounds similar to Inception. Don't fail me now, Stuart. What an uplifting program. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I love this. No funny rejoinder control program? Maybe that's because I'm filling your... The student has become my favorite character. He's fun. But I miss Seven. I miss Airy. 97, but that's just me. And 97. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ashley, this is yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i in love with this short. It's just oh. so... I mean, I've always loved Peter Pan, and so that's... That's been that's why this kind of made me feel heartwarming. But well, a, a fun fact about my life is I've played Peter Pan. Oh, four cool! Times, so uh, that you know may or may not have colored why this is the kind of story that I decided to write. Sure. And I you know may or may not have been listening to a lot of Eighth Doctor audio dramas as uh, well. <laughs> okay, okay, that's where the the clock heart type thing came into. Yeah, probably. So tell, tell us all about what, what inspired you and what the story came from and how it came to be. Uh, well, I've been friends with Susan and Jeffrey for a little bit. We're Top Cow family members. And uh, I saw that they were looking for people to submit. And this is actually 
based on a dream that I've had before where, you know, kind of like the time, traver- time traveler's wife thing, like you meet somebody in your memory that you remember, but they meet you for the first time later on. And I just like the idea of playing with dueling storylines. Um, and I didn't realize that I was offering such a difficult casting choice by having to get <laughs> two actors who could play, you know, both ages. <laughs> no, they, they did really well, I thought. I think they do amazing, and I love I love uh, Regan's voice when she's a little girl. I think it's so adorable. Yeah, this, that's Catherine Pride, um, and then Aiden Rudd as Peter. Puffy, I showed you the stars. Pizza? They're so they just it warms my heart to hear it. Like it, they did such a great job. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah. Why are you so small, little one? I'm not little. Can I ask you a question? Is it strange for you as the director to have to have actors cover, like, two different time periods of a character's life? Um, I mean, they they provide so much, so it's not even, you know, it, it there's no, like, it's not difficult, because all I do is put the lines in order, so it's, <laughs> it's all on, it's all on them. I mean, it's, it's all their talent and their, um, what they're bringing to the table, so it, it actually makes my job easier. Um, and I didn't, I didn't do the casting for this one. Uh, I think Jeffrey did. Um, speaking of, he's the robot waiter in this in this scene. Oh no way! I totally yeah. could tell that. Yes, <laughs> robot waiter. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> also, there's a line earlier that's private jokes are rude. That's something that my mother used to tell us all the time. Like we weren't allowed to keep secrets when we were oh, that's kids. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I could I could tell I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I I feel like a lot of what you wrote stemmed from like childhood stuff for you personally. I would say that that is a, f- a fair assumption to draw. That you must secret keep for Yeah, it, it's really it's really well written. I liked it. The uh the sound effects too for the keys I was like, yeah, like you can just clang some metal together, right? Mm. We all know what keys <laughs> sound like and gears and cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, would, you would think so. Uh yeah, I mean the, you know the great mouse detective could pull it off, so I knew that you'd be fine. Right, yeah. I have to wait till I'm a grown I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even use gears or anything in that movie to make the sound effects. I'm I'm sure Disney had some stock sound somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the flashback and flash forward sound effects were inspired by Lost. The reverse kind of. Oh, like the title sound card sound? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. I love that. It also helped because you know when you're writing it, all you put is like past, present, and you're like, yeah, yeah hopefully it hopefully it works out. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I found with flashbacks that it is nice to put, like, some kind of cue there to let the audience know. Mm-hmm. This was my first time writing for audio drama, and it turns out that that's super tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the more you think about it, you're like, wow, I didn't consider that some poor fellow has to go and find <laughs> all of these. I'll be nicer next time. Oh, uh, it's what we do. It's part of the fun and challenge of directing. Exactly. Get here. Next time, keep your eyes open. This is the tree of the world. Oh, Peter. I knew you would love it. Is this where the key comes from? This is where It just sounds so cool. The I mean the, the, the idea of um of the whole tree of the world thing is it sounds really cool. 
Where I wanted I wanted to um kind of merge the idea of like the keys and the clocks and that being like an inorganic thing and then you know the tree of life and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson has this amazing kind of speech where he says um it's, you know t- talking about like science versus religion and 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 wouldn't it be so much more powerful to think about if we all came from the same place and we all kind of came from plants then isn't it interesting to think that we're all connected and so mm. that was my sort of take on that. That's cool. How do you know so much? I am ageless, and I am limitless. The first time, and it's funny that you mentioned Doctor Who, because the first time I read this was, it, it sounded like a Doctor Who fan story. Of I'll sort. take that. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who can call me anytime. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. World. <laughs> oh, it's cold. It's afraid. Open that tiny lock just there. This. I like the heartbeat in the background there, too. That kind of adds a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. urgency to it, too. Mm-hmm. More energy to it. That's part of the the trees. Um, that's how. That's part of the whole tree thing, right? Yeah. That, was, that was in the script. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like sick. Right. No, but... And that was one of the, one of the impetus for the robot waiter earlier of being like, we're stepping away from these organic ideas. I'm not a hippie, I swear, but <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it's coming across. I live in San Francisco. No. <laughs> I live in Los Angeles, so close enough. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Wendy. And I don't drive a car, so that's probably it. Absolutely. Remember you. Promise me that you'll remember. What do I have to remember? I love that. I love how she says, I believe you. Mm. So sweet. Books, but don't keep them in order. That is how I'll find you. I believe you. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm running through lines, um, the actors give me... Um, three to five takes of each line and then a lot of times I just listen for whatever one gives me chills and that's the one that gave me chills from Kat that's such a that's such an interesting way to like quantify it (laughs) so romantic I love it it doesn't always happen but when it does that's usually the way you will reduce gravity in seven seconds did you get anything important from the database oh my Took me a while to break it. Oh, I love that stream. That's really answer. Processor with request bought me enough time to pull it. Second quarter to the right. Oh, she's got the hang of it now. <laughs> How'd you like that little nod to uh, to Peter Pan at the end there? Loved it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks guys for taking the time and talking about stuff. No problem. Always Thanks fun. Thanks for having us. Appreciate um, everything you guys did. We appreciate what you did. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> cool. Well, um, we'll see you in two months for the next episode of Seminar. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. That's that's the episode. That's it. It's a short one. Bye. 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 <laughs>